Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk accountant. Hello, and welcome to the two drunk accountants. It's just one drunk accountant and Rob Cameron with me today, though. Rob, how are you going? Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> did you enjoy that intro? I did indeed. <laughs> you, warned me, you warned me about it. It still took me by surprise, but I'm still happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you're still happy to be here after listening to uh, <laughs> that fine rendition. We don't actually record that live. Some people do think uh, that's a live uh, version, but... Uh, um, there could be some live singing today if you're up for it. <laughs> well, I, I may struggle there, but I'll, I'll, keep, it, I'll, I'll, I'll keep an open mind. Excellent. Um, so uh, the listeners would have realized that uh, we are missing one uh, of the two drunk accountants today. Dan is away. He's in Japan, uh, currently skiing on the slopes of Hakuba. So uh, we may be able to actually give him a buzz and get him on the show today uh, for the Tim and Dan Low. Um, but Rob is here with me. He's from uh, FYI Docs, and uh, he's one of our guests for the Accounting Business Expo episodes that we're doing at the moment. Um, so Rob, I just thought, why don't we get started? Tell us a bit about you. What what makes Rob tick? Um, well, uh, <laughs> so what what drives me forward? There's obviously the personal side and the business side, but in yeah. terms of I what actually, more personal. And it's what, yeah, just more just personal. Absolutely. So we've we live at, we live in Adelaide, which is a very hot part of the world at the moment. Yeah. Three three days of forty coming up. Um, and so we, we have three boys here, which keeps me very busy, and that's probably a, a good chunk of my life is running after three boys. And yeah. it's, um, anyone with kids out there knows that it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely life, and it can be quite challenging at times, but overall, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> Tough sharing the, um, the bandwidth with them at home and the, uh, the internet signal as we're setting up for this podcast <laughs> to kick one of the kids off the, uh, the Xbox. And there was, a, there was a lot of arguments about that. There was a lot of people saying they didn't really appreciate, they didn't really care about my career or anything oh. about that. It was it's more about them at that point in time. I can understand that. Um, you were probably saying to him, I've, I've got the two drunk accountants on the line and there's a small bit of lag on the internet. Turn off Fortnite. <laughs> Don't you know how famous I am? That sort of yeah, it came across it came across quite hysterical, which I don't think really helped my case very much. But we got there uh, in the end. That's great. Oh well, thanks for that personal insight. That's that's awesome. I'm sure the listeners will appreciate that. Um, well, we'll kick off on uh, our first topic. We usually go through a bit of a pong date, which has been uh, there hasn't been much pong happening actually in our office. I don't know about you, Rob, but at our office we have a ping pong table. Do you have any uh, things at the FYI Docs office that you do to let off? We we have a very very intense, very competitive table tennis table. So oh, really, um, it's it's one of the. I'm currently the ruling champ at the office, and there it's, you it, go. it's amazing amazing how you do get a lot better at it. Like it seems like oh. a quite a sort of innocuous sort of thing, but it's actually quite good in terms of keeping your hand eye coordination as well. So you do have a bit of a competition. You've got a bit of a ladder going in the office, or yep. Current, I'm the current holder, um, but it's it's a very tentative thing. Like I, I don't expect to hold it for very long. I'm just making the most of it, and I've taken full full advantage of the bragging rights that's given me. That's awesome. Uh, we also we similarly have a competition, and as a group of accountants, we've got an Excel spreadsheet, 
uh, tallying the points leaders and uh, the differential. And uh, yeah, we, we also do have a trophy that passes around week to week for the weekly grand final. So uh, my uh, pong date this week is that I hold the trophy at the moment. Dan's my biggest rival in the office. Uh, then we've got also Mikey and Angie who are, who are working their way up, up the ladder. So uh, yeah, but uh, I guess for this week, I rule. And so do you. So uh, yeah. What Whenever I hear these conversations, I always think to myself, "How good are they?" Like, because you, you can come <laughs> into different different teams, and you just don't know whether or not they're champions or True. not. So I'm part of, part of me in the competitive Rob Cameron. I'm thinking, I want to get over there and just check this out. <laughs> Maybe that's a chance at ABE. Maybe we can find a table somewhere. Oh, that'd be great. Surely the amount of. Uh, um, officers that have ping pong tables these days, they've got to whip out a couple of ping pong tables at, at Abe. Oh, this year. Okay, we'll, we'll speak to Sholto and, and the team at the Accounting Business Expo about that. That sounds great. Um, cool. Well, yeah, um, we move on through to the Tim and Dan low. This is the part where singing is optional if you want, Rob. Usually, Dan and I do a little bit of a duet here. Um, <laughs> Which goes, did not see this coming. I should have read the notes better. <laughs> I didn't put this in the notes. You don't have to sing along. Uh, essentially how it goes is one of us takes a high note, one of us takes a low note, and uh, we sing what is the Tim and Dan low. So uh, you don't have why, to why sing. Why don't you kick off and I, I will, <laughs> as, right. I get the core, as I get the hook, I'll, I'll come in at oh, some yeah. point if, you can come if I feel I'm going to add some, add some value. Come in with a little backup Tim and Dan low if you like. So uh, what is the Tim and Dan Lowe. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Mate, I'm sorry to throw you under the bus like that. Usually it's Dan and I. <laughs> so uh, while I dial Dan up, Rob, how about uh, you tell us what you've been up to lately? How's your week been? Um, we've, had a, we've had a great couple of weeks, actually. A bit of background. We've just been on the road with Zero, with their, following their band around the country in terms of going to each of the each of the each of the sites which has been an incredible sort of uh, very entertaining in terms of getting to know the other app partners yeah but also more importantly getting to getting out meeting accountants and bookkeepers showing for the first time our software in a in a very public forum yeah and had some really good feedback and some really good reception and, and a lot of interest out there which has been fantastic that's awesome i'm i'm actually really looking forward to diving into fyi docs and learning more about it even just for our own practice later so um that's going to be awesome and i bet you were busy on the road show because that's in like every capital city and it's in about 20 different locations isn't it did you go to them all yeah or? We, we, we i do as many as we could it's just darwin Perth, all the way through but you, you, i don't think anyone can do it all no in some places you have to time time travel some of them are on the same day yeah <laughs> yeah it's actually great to get out and see australia like it's amazing. i don't know what True. Like, but it's very easy to get stuck in your little part of the world. For sure. Flying, especially flying up to Darwin, flying over the middle of Australia is just incredible. Like the Red Desert, and then yeah. going to the, the tropics and everything. So, and then and then go to meet meet, meet all the people as well. So and there's a huge variety of different people out there on the Zero Road Show. True. Uh, so nothing nothing better to energise yourself. But having said that, after two weeks on the road and yeah. food and everything, it's definitely glad to be home again. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Um, okay, well, let's uh, see what uh, Dan's Tim and Dan Low is. I'm just going to try and uh, give him a call right now on the very reliable Facebook Messenger. <laughs> so uh, let's see if he picks up. He's probably halfway through a ski run. Oh, that's way too loud. <laughs> Such a heinous ringtone. If he doesn't answer, I'm just assuming that he's 
hit a tree and severely concussed himself. <laughs> well, sucky. <laughs> sucky. I love how that's just something that has happened. Sucky, yeah. No. Hello. Oh, here he is, Dan. Hey. I didn't think you were going to answer there for a second. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Can, can, can you hear Dan Rob? I can indeed. Hey, oh. Dan. Hey, Rob. How you going? I'm very well. Very jealous. How, how's the slopes? Yeah, they're good. The, the locals keep telling me that the snow's rubbish, but still more snow than I've ever seen. Yeah, no grass or rocks. Definitely not seeing no any of that No grass or rocks. <laughs> Great. Well, we're at the Tim and Danlow section, Dan. So, uh, yeah, what's your Danlow this week? Well, my Danlow's obviously been here in Japan. I'm hitting the slopes. Currently, uh, I've forgotten what slope we're on, but just... Uh, <laughs> Had a had a lesson, our first venture off by ourselves now. Nice one. Yeah, it's good. Going well. How, rate your skiing level out of ten today. Uh, eleven. Oh wow, you've been At doing least. some serious skiing. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, everyone's improving really well actually. Like the the three guys that I'm with, they've never been skiing. Yep. I'm the only one who has, and I've only been once. Yeah. But, uh, You're telling them all yeah, how it's done. Doing real well. <laughs> and uh, how are my goggles going? Rob, uh, yeah. Dan, Dan borrowed my goggles, yeah. so I'm very nervous about uh, about what's happening with those things. Yeah. Over you there. said I should only bring back with one scratch, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's only, there's only, I tell you what happened though. I, I when we're in the in the lessons, they had to put us on the little magic carpet thing to kind of go up to the top of the kids' run and go down. And there was a um, a little doorway that you go through, and I didn't realize how short it was. And I was wearing my helmet with my goggles, and just yeah. smashed the smashed my head straight into the uh, straight into the doorway. And I was lucky I didn't have the goggles on top; otherwise, oh they would have uh, they would have definitely broken. Oh, well, you would have bought yourself yeah, a new pair of goggles. Going. That would. Oh, great. Okay, very good, Dan. Well, uh, thanks thanks for your time. And uh, oh, Thanks for calling me for the Tim and Dan loan. I hope, hope you guys are having a good time on the podcast. Actually, I will say, Rob's got an excellent singing voice, so uh, he did help me with the intro to the Tim and Dan loan. Ah, nice. <laughs> well, I will defend myself. There was no advance warning, so I just simply had to pick a note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I judge in any other way. We just went for it. Um, so, well yeah, it was excellent. It went well. Um <laughs> Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I'll leave you guys to it and uh, looking forward to listening to it. All right, Dan. Cheers, mate. Have fun. All right. See you guys. Arigato gozaimasu. Arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> okay. That was Dan. Wow. That's a pretty exciting Tim and Dan, though. We don't usually have a, uh, a call uh, internationally on our show. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, putting up with Dan there, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, my Tim and Dan low this week is I went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers over the weekend. Uh, in Sydney or where was that? Yeah, it was at the Hunter Valley at Hope Estate. So, uh, great show. And amazing. I've, I've always wanted to see them. I know. Um, they're getting on too. And, you know, with Anthony Kiedis, the way he, the way he attacks life, uh, you never really know what's around the corner for them, do you? Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, they did such a good show. He's got an awesome voice, Anthony Kiedis. And Flea, Flea, I didn't really realize this. 
He's almost the front man of the band, really. He did way more talking than Anthony Kiedis. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, but it was interesting because um, they had bottle service, being at a, a vineyard. Um, they were selling bottles of wine for the first four hours of the day. And, uh, wow. Yeah, it got pretty messy. <laughs> yeah. We've had the similar thing in Adelaide where we have bands up. A lot of the vineyards, it's quite hard to make money as an independent vineyard. Yeah, of course. Having events there, they have bands and whatever. And, I, and, then, and you see some baby boomers or, or younger than Generation X people coming out and they're obviously in, in a light stage of life where they're raising families and they don't go out very often. All of a sudden, they're sitting in the hot time waiting for their favourite band of 10 years ago. Yeah. And they get served, served alcohol for three, four hours straight. Exactly. Right. I've never seen anything like it. I was just staggered. <laughs> it was so crazy. It was so messy. I've been to a lot of, yeah, I've been to a lot of um, music events and this was the drunkest I've ever seen people. Maybe it was because yeah. I was sober. I was driving home, but, oh, man. Yeah, we had, we had exactly the same, same effect where people were just falling over. Like, they almost got... Yeah, consuming in some ways, but anyway. Yeah, exactly right. That's exactly what was it because um, a lot of people set up picnic rugs and uh, took a hamper. And people were tripping over them left, right, and center. It was crazy. <laughs> and there was bottles everywhere. Um, baguettes just lying around on the ground like, uh, like anyone's business. So uh, real, real strange break stuff you, happening. Break your fall on a baguette. Yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> uh, there was one lady, actually. She took a fall. And she just could not get up. But she was preserving her cigarette in the right hand. Like, she, <laughs> she didn't lose the cigarette. But uh, she couldn't get off the ground. So... Uh, Subconscious protecting that, that that very expensive nicotine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is during Red Hot Chili Peppers too. She had no idea they were playing. So, <laughs> oh, what a waste. But anyway, it was a great show. Good day. Um, so yeah, uh, and if you don't have anything else to add with uh, with what's been happening in your week, Rob, I'm going to move on to Tim's Tardass tip. Cool. Look forward to it. Okay. So this is bringing back uh, Tardassism. I'm not sure if it really went anywhere, um, but it, I don't. I feel I get the feeling it's never been really uh, central in the Australian ideal, and I, I, I think I want to make it more important to everyday Australians. So, uh, Tim Stardust tip of the week is uh, home brew this week. <laughs> Have you ever had a shot at uh, brewing your own beer or spirits? I was, I was, a, I was a big fan. Absolutely, really. Big fan. We, we went through. A- a stage at university, we were proud of ourselves on it. We actually had That's monthly awesome. meetups where we used to judge each other's. That's so, great. Um, we, we thought, imagine, I remember at the time we thought, we've actually cracked it here. Like, you know, I can't believe the rest of the world isn't doing it. <laughs> um, and then we, I think we'd lost perspective, and then, and then someone, an outsider, if you like, came in and went, it's all horrible. <laughs> Someone just burst our balloon. Like, we lit in the throat and went, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> no. So, oh. Six months of us thinking we were artisan brewers. <laughs> you could have been onto something with the way craft uh, beer has, has become such a staple of the uh, beer economy in Australia. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean... One of them was was one of your reasons for for home brewing the cheapness of it as well being at uni. Oh, I think uh, uni students absolutely, and yeah. and we're we're from South Australia, so Coopers and Coopers lead yeah. the way and that sort of stuff. Definitely, and, and it's sort of it's sort of that that pale ale sort of it's very hard to tell the difference to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it, it all came together. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, there you go. So. Uh, I'm giving you honorary life membership to uh, Tim's Tardass Tips segment for being a home brewer. 
uh, and really flying the colours there because... Uh, well, I've actually, in my, in my friend group, I've got the reputation of being the biggest tight ass. Really? Gone, gone for years and years. So I actually don't believe, I don't, I don't agree with it, but every so often you have to, when a whole bunch of people all have a common <laughs> view about you, you sort of have to bow your head and go, well, okay, well, I've obviously got an issue. Which yeah, right. yeah. of. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I think it's something to be proud of. Um, often you find uh, the people who have the most money are the most frugal with their money as well. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's something to hold your head up high about. I, I also went through the same thing with all my friends. I was the tight ass. But uh, yeah, I think you've got to wear that proud. So uh, yeah, and, and really the reason why you would homebrew as opposed to, uh, to buying is to save about oh, probably $2.50 per bottle, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's just drinking at home. So, um, and you can mess around with a lot of different flavors. Dad made this home. My dad used to brew a lot. He still does, actually. And uh, he made this brew that was ridiculously strong. You'd have four or five beers and it was just, um, you were feeling lightheaded, <laughs> basically. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, I guess you could mess around with that stuff, too, if that floats your boat. And he's still brewing to the day, that's great. He is, yeah. Actually, um, um, it's one of the things I want to... Uh, start doing with that. Actually, it was his tight ass tip. <laughs> he wrote in with that one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They're in Japan as well. They caught up with Dan for dinner last night. But I'm looking forward to when they come home. I'm going to do some brewing with him. I'm going to try my, and. My tight ass tip of the year, my, my move for the week is I suddenly discovered, uh, I think they've been around for a while, but I just walked yeah. down the street and we saw them for the first time with some electric scooters. Oh, um, and I, I, I grabbed, I jumped online and just, just went through the, wanted to go through the onboarding experience because that's what they're focused on at the moment. And, and it was amazingly easy. It was Lime Scooters and Adelope. Yeah, okay. um, And they are, they are very good. Like, they're amazing in terms of, you know, the, the relative speed and in terms of they go 30, 30, you can do 30 Ks on them, meaning distance. Yeah, um, I've worked out. That's saying, huge. To save yeah. myself, city parking is the park on the fringe of the city. And Adelaide's a very flat city and therefore it's very good for this. Awesome. And take a little electric scooter out the back and of your car and then scoot the remaining kilometre in. That's so cool. It's been my, my little hack of the week. My That's such hack. a great hack. So yeah. The family are, are laughing at me. They're saying it's undignified, a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> and sort of holding, holding my own saying, well, no, well, every bit counts. That's so Silicon Valley too, I, I reckon. Like, <laughs> riding into work on your, on your electric scooter. That's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. That's a really good Tidus tip. Uh, I was recently in Auckland and saw those scooters getting around everywhere. So, and it did look like a good way to get around. So, like someone said to me, so potentially this is a bit of a breakout moment in transportation. Like apparently Uber is a bit concerned about it because Uber, wow. a bit like the other the other sort of companies like the Walmart, the Woolworths, etc. Around the around the world, when they want to own their category, yeah. so Uber's super paranoid about anyone who comes into their space, and they wow. they're constantly, you know, maybe I think it's part of startups when they come literally. From the garage culture, they always assume they're going to die, and they almost are spending their whole time obsessing about who's going to kill them, which is ridiculous considering they're a fifty billion dollar company. True. But um, if, so in in Auckland, I've seen it recently, where and someone said it to me, where more and more people are riding bikes because electric bikes um, just give you such a kick on those hills. The, yeah. the concept, the amount, the about, the eligibility of people to ride to work has gone through the roof because. If you could just get that little kick on the hill, all of a sudden riding to work becomes an option. That's cool. I reckon these, these lifting iodide into these sort of personal things, such as scooters and bikes, could be a, an amazing sort of little change in it's terms of getting around the city. So CBD. true. I don't know if you've ever been in Amsterdam, 
but uh, they all get around on bikes there. It's weird yeah, to yeah. not be on a bike. There's more bikes than people. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same with uh, Copenhagen. I think lead the world. Adelaide's trying to emulate them in a pretty good way at the moment. Like they put a lot of bike tracks in, so there's a lot of safety. That's as well. good. That's pretty pretty exciting. I love it. Uh, Tidas ism uh, followers everywhere rejoice because cheap transport is coming your way. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Okay, well, uh, let's get on to our main topic, which is you, Rob, and it's your um, presentations at the Accounting Business Expo. Um, so why don't you give us a bit of an insight into maybe just a bit of a preview into what you're going to be talking about on the day, and then we can take a deep dive into uh, FYI docs because I really want to right. learn a lot more about that. So, cool. So we have we've got two topics, which is which is be, to be great. One of which is, is effectively just saying process automation is it going to be the game changer for accountants? Mm-hmm. So we're introducing, starting to educate people about what process automation is, mm-hmm. and then and also tying it because effect, uh, we're known in the market as being document management. Yeah. But we extend in the process automation and making that link as to why we did that and also going the ultimate is to explain why process automation is going to be such a big game changer, we believe, in the in the profession of keeping an accounting. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, the other one the other one is 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 the other topic going through and saying moving to the cloud for document management doesn't mean you should compromise. Mm. And what, what I'm getting at there is often when the the, the desktop tools that we've all come off over the last four, five, six years have had 20 years to build up their feature sets. Yeah, and some true. people have ended up going up to the cloud and going, do you know what, I thought it would be more than this. And yeah. effectively there's just an unstated realisation or reality that it had taken 25 years to build up the feature sets mm. in, 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 in the desktop, in which case it's going to take some true. time. We're, we're sort of arguing or saying that FYI has been... Hidden, hidden away for three years, and we're yeah. coming out with a fully featured. Uh, and quite, a, we've done some interesting things, I think, in terms of a pragmatic approach to allowing you to get a combination of cloud and desktop without without sort of having any of that legacy, without having to have a server. I walk through what that means. That's awesome. Um, and just, uh, I did forget to play this cool little tune, which is meant to be uh, the beginning of our main topic. So. Um, that actually uh, sounds really interesting and it's something that we're so driven on in our own business, automation, and we're actually just in the process of moving on to SharePoint. So, um, so like you said, I do think there's going to be some pain points for us when we, when we take that plunge um, and start using the platform. I, I think we're going to find there's a few little limitations to it that will bug us. But the trade-off is we can access everything everywhere. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, um, okay, I, I was watching a bit of a demo earlier today uh, for FYI Docs. And uh, I suppose uh, one of the things that you may be talking about with the document management side of things was the fact that it, it fully integrates with other um, desktop-based solutions already such as uh outlook i saw that you can use document templates um to i suppose pre-fill into emails or documents and and brand things up the way that you would in your practice absolutely so um interesting one because it 
Some people think you assume that you're starting to move away from some of the desktop technologies, including Excel, Word, et cetera, even Outlook desktop. Mm. But we're finding that a lot of practices are still running them. Like I'm saying, even if, if, you, if you do the split between Google and Office, like Microsoft, it's probably 90-10 at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but with inside that Office, that Microsoft community of the 90% of the majority, most people, vast majority of people are still using the desktop. Uh, technology just yeah. because of the power it's got. No, I, I think it's going to. I hope. No, I really do hope it changes because yeah. ultimately I don't want to be bound up by the desktop at all. Yeah. But um, we've taken a very pragmatic approach and just don't argue with the reality. True. Uh, we have we have made it so that you can do either or because um, we do think that's important because there are people. You do have instances in your life when you go to a holiday house or something, going out on someone else's machine. Yeah. And you can't dictate that you're going to have a full copy of Office there. Yet you do want to make True. a slight change to a letter or something like that. True. So we do offer the option. On based on a user by user preference as to which version you want to use. Yeah, um, and the other one you mentioned there, and I think is really, really uh, so important, is the fact that email has overtaken letters by a country mile. Like oh, when I yeah. started doing this 20 years ago, it was probably 90, 10 letter, uh, letters to emails. Yeah. And that's done a full reversal, 90, 10 back the other way, emails over letters. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting in terms of if you don't, you know, it'd be ridiculous for us as a profession to lose the productivity that we had in terms of letter templates. So True. we spent a fair bit of time introducing the concept of email templates, including merge fields across the zero suite, yeah. so that you can still get that automation. And the automation is not only good, I reckon, from a time-saving point of view, but it's also whenever you've got human input, whenever you've got you've got a risk of transposition error, if someone just re- keys in something wrong, Yes. Um, and, and you're talking about the last sort of mile of the whole practice in terms of that, that that bridge of communication is terrible if you get something wrong just because someone typed it in wrong and you've done the rest of it. It's such good work. Back so in the true. Practice. So true. Yeah. And that's, it's sort of the critical non-essentials really <laughs> when you talk about that, because like you said, um, it's the last tiny little piece uh, that's going to the client. You've done a great job. You've kept their tax down. You've turned their job around in two weeks and then uh, you just might put the wrong figure in the email. Yeah. You owe $10,000 instead of 1000 And uh, it's just going to ruin the client experience. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, I mean, it, it, it depends on, obviously, the human aspect. But sometimes the client, it doesn't take much for a given it's so serious, the nature of the work we're doing for them. So then take that and extrapolate it over a whole range of stuff, which is completely wrong, but that's just the reality. Mm. Um, it's just these little things count in, in, in the business that we do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in any business, really. Um, so, yeah, and we've always got to be thinking from the customer's perspective, which is why recently I was looking for our business um, a bit more CRM um, support because we use Zero Practice Manager um, for our practice solution. And we also use Zero for our bookkeeping. And, um, and then we've got Microsoft Tools as well. But... There's nothing that really gives us excellent intelligence over our client base that can help us, um, I suppose, know when to be touching base with clients um, and to, I guess, watch for those trigger points or even just to schedule um, regular touching for clients. So touching with emails or calls. Um, is that something that FYR Docs is sort of working towards or has some capabilities with, potentially? So, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, yes and no. So the, 
first, CRMs are a really interesting topic because it's such a broad topic. Like it goes many things for sales. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I think it's almost become so broad that we almost up front in the conversation clarify exactly what is our perspective on CRM. Because sure. CRM, which is bulk newsletters with unsubscribes, and there's CRM, which yeah. is trying to, yeah, basically prospecting and lead management. Yes. Our, our take on our particular passion for it is having a single place for every interaction, being it inbound or outbound, is recorded in a client-centric approach. Okay. So, and the reason why we, we think it's such a, a such a natural extension for what we do is that the reality is probably 90% of the, the interactions are covered by the document management function anyway, which is the email, everything like that. True. And we, all we've done is gone a little bit further, I guess, to 30% and said, well, why don't we record the meetings in here as well, the telephone calls, the file yeah. notes, everything. Um, and therefore, you just have a complete file. And so our belief is that we've moved into a, away from the uh, legacy provider that offered everything and yeah. on the desktop. And we've it, there's been a breakaway now moving to the cloud because of the innovation it provided. Yeah. But it meant that when people have gone out to hunt, have to find best of breed applications, which is in part a good thing because some of the mm. best of breed applications are incredibly innovative and they're giving new 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 vigors of your practice. Definitely. The danger is you end up with a whole bunch of applications in your world and you're having your, t- your team are jumping between so many things in a day. Yeah. You're having trouble learning them all. You're having trouble maintaining them all. Yeah. So we're, we're sort of trying to rein it back a bit and say, listen, let's try and consolidate the number of applications we use. And so with Inside FYI, we're, we're, we're aiming, we, we offer task management, document management, CRM and process automation all with Inside one application that's linked very tightly to XBM. Yeah. So that you've got a, a very tight integration, a single context of the client, a single client list coming from XPN, and yeah. every 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 touch point is is maintained in there. Whenever possible, we're automatically recording these transactions. We'll go into your Outlook calendar and bring across meeting records for any client for you automatically. Yeah, that's because awesome. Because we've, we've, we've had these CRM tools for forever and a day. Like we could yeah. record telephone calls in in old fashioned. Thing. The reality Definitely. is, people don't have time. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to accept that reality and say, well, given the APIs exist today, we can just go out and do it for you. We can yeah. go to the ATO and pick up assessments for you. We can go into your inbox and pick up emails for you. We can go into your calendar and pick up calendar records. So and that's that, actually fundamentally yeah. hmm. Very good. That's well, the assessments thing you you mentioned there. That's that's a really cool feature. Um, yeah, yeah, very exciting. That's <laughs> that's uh, something that. You just can't eliminate an admin that you just can't el- eliminate. You really need to do that for your clients. Um, Absolutely. And it's time consuming. So, I mean, and it, it's very hard to recover those, that time because the reality is it's not adding massive value. It's, it's, it's a chore and the client doesn't want to pay. Exactly. They, they don't sometimes realize how much it takes to run a practice, the cost it does. Yeah. And it's sort of stuff. But some firms have even sort of said, well, I did very little now, almost just send it on send it on to the client directly. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's, and I, I accept that's, that's what's happened, but yeah. there's a risk with that. that, that you're missing a touch point there. You're missing Definitely. ability to intervene if there is an issue. Definitely. Um, so therefore, our, our belief is you should retain control of that process and, and, and therefore pick up on the one percenters that are, that are incorrect or whatever's happened. Exactly. Um, but, but our job is to make it so that you can do it efficiently and it's, you're not having to do write-offs or not having to have clients whinging about money being spent on the, on the job. Um, that was, I mean, that really segues through to something else that I read in a really interesting article by Sholto <laughs> at Digital First. <laughs> he did a bit of a write-up for you last week, um, which was awesome. It was a great article. Um, and something that really stood out to me 
was where you were talking about creating those automations for even just job processing. So it's not just um, document storage, emails. We haven't even talked about assigning tasks, which <laughs> we'll get to that in a second, emails and assigning tasks, but templates and branding and keeping everything practice-wide um, in a single way that we do things. But there's also streamlining end-of-year processes, which are already being streamlined. But it's interesting, I've noticed, Stephen, um, like you said, because we use 10 different softwares every day, you do lose some of those efficiencies when you're doing your end-of-year accounts. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, so it, it would, that's something that really interests me. And you guys talk about having thought of 40 ways to um, streamline processes. Around. Yeah, so, so the, 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 the genesis, it's a three-year journey, but it's something I've been working, I've been working in this area for about 20 years, so there's a lot of thinking that's gone into it. Hmm. And fundamentally, the, our, mission, our, our mission statement, our vision is to say, I reckon, honestly, we can take up 50% of the, the head hours that currently yeah. goes into compliance jobs and practices. For sure. And that's based on pretty pretty detailed time and motion studies. Like we've got a series of hypotheses. We've done as much research as we can. Cool. And it's to make it so our roadmap is aimed at what will make the what is the biggest low-hanging fruit out there in terms of what we can do. Yeah. So the, the, and, it, and I think it's uh, the only way you could really do that is is start the platform that we've developed, like we've built a platform for this purpose, knowing that every single function ultimately should be driven by the machine. Mm. So while on the on the on the on the surface, FYI has a, has a great user interface, allows you to do everything manually. Yep. Everything you see, every task, every every ability to create a letter, an email, templates, merge fields, can all be driven by our process automation engine. Mm. So we allow you to take time, do things manually, but over time you can start to train up our process automation engine to actually automatically do, do the jobs for you. Now, we are Very never cool. going to replace accountants, it's, it's, and there's always going to be the strategy, the human element, the, the, the business advisory. Yeah, definitely. But we do want to, we want to hack into the, the work that the client doesn't really want to pay for, which is the compliance work. The accountant didn't really join the profession to do the work. Yeah. So it's almost a, a, a very unusual win-win-win here because yeah. unlike no other profession, is, is there a thing where every survey shows that the clients don't want to pay for this work, the accountants yeah. don't want to do it, um, and yet and and it can be it can be automated, and, yeah. and it's not well. It's going to be there's not going to be any bread lines with accountants out of work because there's buckets of work to do in advisory. There's Definitely. so much opportunity to go out and help clients, and, and I shouldn't say I'm not trying to say something new here. Everyone's known this for a very long time, and. Yeah every practice, especially in the zero world, they're already doing it, we're going to free up more capacity to do more of that work. Absolutely, absolutely. And that compliance work needs to be done. It'll, like you said, it'll always be there. Um, but what it's allowing accountants to do is actually hold the hands of their business um, clients or just their clients in general um, way more and interact with them more and build relationships to be able to actually achieve far greater results, hopefully, Absolutely. or theoretically. Absolutely. You can't tell people what to do, and, and, and the profession will evolve in other ways that we can't even imagine. But mm. the way I, I think about it is if you if you free up 20% in, because it's not going to happen overnight, it'll happen over time. Yeah. If you say in the next 12 months, 20% capacity comes free, you could divert that across to doing more proactive stuff on behalf of your clients. Yeah. Effectively substituting more interesting, more high-value work. Yeah. Um, the client's happier. Um, you, you're going to you're going to have a more happier team doing it, 
and therefore, but also you're able to charge more for that work as well. Yeah, exactly. adding value. So yeah, it's, it's all a, about value. It's a rare win-win. That's cool. I like it. Um, and I suppose uh, it's the way everything's heading in the industry, really. Absolutely. Um, and and people, you, when, they, when they, people hear all this, they, they, they have trouble. They talk, I think because they've heard it for so long, there's almost a, a cliche or there's almost a stereotype here. Yeah. Um, so what, what I often do with people is say, just... just if you think about it, 30% based on our studies is purely just going out and gathering the files from the client, yep. bringing it in, hassling the client to start off with, but bringing it in, yep. opening up, filing it, renaming it, and then checking it, re- comparing it and cross-linking it in the work papers. That exactly is right. the stuff that we're automating in, in, the, in the next couple of months. So it's the, the AI that has been overhyped in the, probably in, in the last five years is now actually here. So we're doing incredible stuff, able to contextually read documents, go into and get go out via the APIs and automatically pull in these documents for you without you having to do anything. Go into the client's Dropbox and bring it in automatically. Mm. Open it up, interrogate it, analyze it, name it, allocate it, and then cross-link it to the work papers. So they're, they're, the, they're, the, they're the projects we're working on currently. And, the, and I've been around the country with the Zero Road, so everyone's just looked and gone, yeah, that, that is 20 30%. <laughs> it really so it just, is. It just helps helps bring it alive in terms of rather than just talking generally saying these are the sorts of specific tasks that we're packing into at the moment here's something that i spend at least 15 20 minutes per job at the moment is uh entering in a client's baz lodgements uh, into a work paper so that you can compare it to the actual gst reports and wage reports in their uh zero file or or miob file um, and yeah, I can just see that as possibly being an example of something which can be automated. Um, so yeah, you're hundred percent right. And you, you could be, um, of two minds on this matter in, for me, um, automation or outsource <laughs> and I'm yeah. not really, yeah. Outsourcing does have its pros and cons. Um, but I've always been, a bit of a control freak, so that's why I like the idea behind automation and yeah. uh, and retaining I think, that I mean, I'm, knowledge, I'm a, I'm retaining a that capability. Or I'm, I'm very neutral on the things. I reckon whatever people people have different ways of, of working and different preferences. Yeah, my only concern a little bit for outsourcing for people who are getting heavily into it is they just probably need to keep an eye on the automation front. Yes, because, exactly um, right. It, it, there is a there is a risk with outsourcing because there is a to maintain the relationship, the quality, everything like that. Yes. Um, and you're, you, you basically, most people I've met have done it, and a lot of people have been very successful and had very good results. With yes. it. I'm not, not being negative on it. Absolutely. But it does, it does take time. So yes. it's something that you embark upon. It's not going to be an overnight success like nothing is that we do inside our practices. Exactly, uh, exactly. So therefore, it's just the, the, the world's ever-changing without wanting to sound like a you know, cliche myself. <laughs> and therefore, what, what you know, my prediction is uh, what you're going to see in the next year or so is, is quite breathtaking in terms of, all the, all the, all what's been promised in the park is finally coming true, um, and therefore automation is, is is going to take more of a lead. I can't wait. I'm so intrigued to see where it heads. <laughs> um, speaking of overnight success, we should probably delve into uh, a bit of your history because you used to work in pretty tight with MYOB um, back I in did. the past, I, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so I won't, uh, I won't ask you who your favorite is now, but uh, <laughs> you have chosen to align FYI Docs with Xero. Um, and that was a strategic decision that you guys made. 
so um, yeah, it's just interesting that you've you've been here and done this before in terms of developing other software, though. Yep, absolutely. So this is the third time we've done it, yeah. which is um, an unusual thing to say when you're talking about workflow and document management for accountants. <laughs> doesn't go that well at a dinner party when you say that shit. <laughs> so like, I tend to, to change and morph the story a little bit. Um, but it has been incredibly rewarding. It's like, it, is, it is bizarre. Like, actually, I mean, it's funny how people occasionally you find people who, who fall into things in life that they love, and I actually love what I do. I really yeah. do. Every day I get up and I, you know, get into it again. Yeah. Um, so I've been absolutely blessed. I was introduced to it many years ago by, a, by an old sort of mentor, and it's been sort of 20, 25 years of, of doing it. And it's and it's something very. It's actually quite rewarding in, in a lot of ways. If I was talking to a, you know, my children, my children's friends, is you sticking with something can be quite a, quite a good idea. Hmm. Because rather than, rather than constantly changing, I've stuck with this, and, and the True. net result is you you learn more and more. So and and like I say, I had the good fortune to. I love what I do as well. Yeah, I can tell you're passionate about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's really I, I feel fortunate to be here talking to you about it because I'm a bit of a nerd about <laughs> all the practice <laughs> solutions. I love I love looking into what's happening in the space. So uh, I do yeah. find myself describing quite excitedly to my wife what's who's from advertising, and and I sometimes I catch myself looking at her going. He's just not enjoying this at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, definitely. The, the zonal, the zonal OCR stuff is just—it's just the bridge too far. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I need to back right off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, you could say that with with any, uh, I suppose, occupation. Speaking to your spouse, yeah, uh, yeah it can definitely happen. But uh, no, that's cool. Um, and so. Um, yeah, so you guys just heading down this path, making more features available, going to, uh, or, or is it more about yeah. raising awareness at this point and, and growing, um, no, we, we, we're taking, we're taking a, we are, not, not, risk is the wrong word. We are taking a different approach. Mm-hmm. So historically in a lot of, a lot of traditional businesses, a lot of soft, you know, businesses in our industry, a lot of it, a good chunk of the business would be spent on sales and marketing in terms of. You know, trying to raise awareness, yeah. and um, we're taking a bit of a, a hopefully it's not a radical approach, but hmm. I think ultimately our industry is incredibly efficient at communicating goodness between ourselves. Like the sure. jungle drums of our profession are amazing, especially <laughs> yeah. when we're in a subsector that we we only work with zero sites. Yeah, and we're finding it already. Like we're finding organically the amount of people visiting our website is just going up. And I, I, wow. I truly believe that because account, good accountants don't really compete with each other. There's no. so much work out there. Good accountants tend to be effectively peers or colleagues, and they tend to sort of say to each other, yep. "Listen, I'm going to put you onto a good steer here. You <laughs> have a look at this, this particular product." True. Um, True. So we're going. Our focus is going to be, and it sounds like a statement, the obvious, but we're just going to be product centric yeah. and effectively let the product do the selling for us. And like say, that. listen, we're not going to charge a bunch of money up front. We're not going to yeah. spend a huge amount of money on, on sales and marketing sure. and gimmicks. Yeah. We are very transparent. We're very simple. We're very easy to, to purchase. Um, and we're going to make the prices as low as possible yeah. um, to reduce the barriers to entry. So um, that's, that's our approach. And fingers crossed and such wood, it's, it's, it's working so far. The, 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 the trialists are going for the roof. The clients are going for the roof. We've only yeah. really been going... We started in November, but we really, really got going in January, so only been going for two months. Wow, it's no, overwhelmed by our responses. It's so young still. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the expo, yeah. you, you did mention um, before we started recording, you're a platinum partner of the Accounting Business Expo, and so you've got a bit of a special setup that you're going to have on the day. The people yeah, should keep so their we, eyes we decided. 
So we, I'm a big believer in you only get one honeymoon in life in terms of <laughs> we're in our honeymoon period and nice. you know, probably hopefully next year we won't be like yesterday's newspaper, but we are taking advantage of our, our we're, we're the new kid on the block yeah. and we're going flat, we're going straight to platinum if you like in terms of the music. Yeah, yeah straight to platinum, yeah, yeah. Straight to platinum. Nice. I was trying to think of bands that have gone straight to platinum, but my music knowledge isn't that good. I don't know, Britney um, Spears? I don't know, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Um, <laughs> what we're actually we doing in terms of our stand, we're setting it up in terms of making it into a MIDI auditorium and, and having a, a separate landing page so people can come book in. Mm. And we're trying to do it, like we had, we had a bizarre instance in the roadshow where we had okay. 50 people crowding around and trying to see it. <laughs> and we're just trying to make it so that in terms of, we, literally people can book in four times a day. We're running little shows in our stand. That's cool. And little seats in there and just do it in a very, very, very methodical way so people can understand what we're about. Awesome. Um, and hopefully we'll see. I think a lot of people off the Zero Roadshow will come past and sort of reacquaint themselves as well. Very cool. Well, I've uh, booked my ticket for the day. And for any accountants or accounting industry professionals out there, you should reserve your ticket now um, because until the 19th of March, it is free. Uh, that's actually the day before the expo. But uh, after that, the tickets become $65 or something like that. So you may as well get on there, put your name down, get the ticket registered, and you've got some great things to look forward to, such as FYI docs. So um, um, why don't... Is there anything... How should people find you? Or like, is there is there something you want to direct listeners to? Um, no, the, uh, our website is just... So everyone knows it's www.fyidocs.com. And that's probably the best, the best way to get to know us. Um, there's a lot of videos up there. Yeah. And we'd love to, anyone who comes along to the, to the ABE, we'd love to see them. So please come and say hello to us. Um, we're a proud Australian company and we'd love to get to know everyone out there as well. Yeah, I look forward to uh, meeting you face-to-face on the day, Rob. That'll be awesome. So, uh, great. Uh, well, last topic for today is the other thing. I feel like I was making up for my lack of playing that before, but <laughs> with that nice little uh, popping sound in there. Uh, do you have, uh, this is where we sort of talk about something that's interesting us at the moment. It could be media, it could be sport related, it could be a book you're reading. Have you got any other things this week, Rob, that you want to bring no, up? No, so... In our world, as I said, my, my interest at the moment is, is the electric scooter. That's, that's my yes. excitement factor. I, I haven't bought anything for myself. It's funny how you spend a period where I haven't bought anything for a very long time. So, <laughs> um, it's, I'm, wait, I'm eagerly awaiting for that thing to arrive. And nice. I nice. think it's going to take 10 years off my life immediately. I'm <laughs> the, the young kids scooting, scooting, scooting off to work. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so you actually bought one. For some reason, I thought you were renting one. Um, no, no. Being the going back to the tide, not going back to the tide house segment, but <laughs> I did the, I, I, I got off the scooter after about six hundred meters. I looked at the cost, and they're kidding me. Oh, I, I, right. did the, I did the R. I did the R. I. on the scooters and went, like, oh my god, these guys are going to clean up. If, so, and I, I can't work out for the life of me why anyone would go into a rental business when you're talking about the capital cost. Yeah. So, yes. um, so but us, Rob, went off and bought a scooter that night. That's great. Um, That's great. So I hope that. And the only thing I have heard is if they catch a light, you basically stand back and let them burn. So, um, right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my, brother, my brother was just saying, be a little bit cautious how you store them in your household. <laughs> That's, a, that's an interesting tip. That's a good tip, yeah, because... 
you definitely don't want your scooter burning down your house. <laughs> That's yeah, not a good title. I don't title. know if you saw it recently. It was a, a Tesla had crashed in the US. Yeah. And I, I saw one of the fireys being interviewed and he basically said, we just, did, we just couldn't put that thing out. Oh. Like it's like the most horrendous electrical fire you ever imagine. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm. I'd never considered that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which is a bizarre concept. You can't imagine it. Like, but apparently it just, it just, I don't know why, it must be doesn't need much oxygen or something, but they're just extraordinarily difficult to put out. Wow. There you go. Well, that's very interesting. Actually, I had a friend who um, his electric reclining chair burnt down his house recently. So I think you're oh, onto something well, there. Yeah, it's, there, it's, there you go. <laughs> it's a definite thing. That happens a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, my other thing, and you might be into this, Rob, is uh, the JLT starting tonight. Uh, I'm not sure if you're a big AFL, AFL fan or not. I'm a very, I'm a very big Crows fan. Yes, I thought you might be. We start on Sunday versus Port Perry. Well, that's a that's a uh, big one, big uh, yeah. showdown, preseason yeah, showdown. I'd be very interested to see whether they actually go ahead with it. There's a 40 degrees in Adelaide on that, so Port Perry must be 42. So there must be a, a player welfare thing at some point. Yeah. Or would they look at it as an opportunity to improve their fitness? I don't know. Maybe they're crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. sitting, sitting in ice buckets on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. They might even delay the game a bit uh, to yeah. try and get a cooler, cooler time slot. But uh, yeah, I'm a massive Bombers fan, so uh, very much so looking forward to the game against Carlton tonight, which should Excellent. be good. I yes. started playing AFL nines with my son. So oh. AFL nines. If anyone who's out there, there's some family AFL nines. You can actually play with the children. Very that's, good fun. That's like, awesome. Touch, touch AFL. Yeah. Well, actually, I. I think there is an AFL Nines comp um, up here in New South Wales. It's <clears throat> AFL is still developing, so still got a bit of a way to go. But um, I play in, in a touch rugby league, so touch footy comp um, during the week. Very which, cool game. Yeah, yeah. So AFL Nines would be great. I would love to give that a go. Yeah. Give that a go. Uh, because the physical contact side of things was always my least favorite part of playing AFL. Yeah. <laughs> so it uh, might make it a bit easier on the old joints. Um, so, uh, yeah, okay. Well, if there's no other things there, we might uh, wrap up the show here. Um, thanks very much for coming on, Rob. I really appreciate no, no, it. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. But thank you very much for giving me the time. Yeah, it's and I look forward to catching up with you and also the rest of the crew up at, up at ABE. Definitely. Um, and if uh, you're listening to the show and you have any feedback or questions for Rob, uh, you're more than welcome to touch base with us. We have an email address. It's podcast at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook. You can find us at Podcast and Twitter at twodrunkpodcast. Um, but yeah, follow us, rate us, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Apple, on it pretty much anywhere where you find your uh, podcasts and uh, yeah we'd love to hear some feedback from you or or love or uh, even negative comments about Dan and his Japanese ski trip that and, and skiing style <laughs> that would be fantastic <laughs> and uh, yeah today has been uh, my first episode by myself but it's been excellent having you here Rob by my side so uh, thanks Thank very, you very much, much you did it. very enjoyable okay so we always end the show um, by saying calculator. Would you like to join me in saying Absolutely. calculator? So three, two, one, calculator. Calculator. <laughs> Need to get it right. <laughs>